0: Hey, everyone. Welcome to Write This Down with Dot Bowen. My name is Kara, and I am Dot's daughter. And every week, we sit down together and we talk through truths and scripture. And we are currently going through the book of James. And in this episode, we talk through James 3 and taming the tongue and what that looks like, not just in how we talk about and to others, but how we talk about and to ourselves. So pull up a chair, join the conversation, and we are so glad that you're here. Hey, everybody.
1: Grab your pencil, your Bible, your journal, and maybe even a cup of coffee and pull up a chair and sit with Kara and I. But I would like for you to write this down. James three verses two through five, for we all stumble in many ways. And if anyone does not stumble in what he says, he is a perfect man, able also to brittle his whole body. Kara, here we are, James 3, and I cannot believe it, but we were talking about James just being in your business, he's in your face, and today in Chapter 3, I mean, I was reading Chapter 3 thinking, okay, James, stop getting into my business here.
0: <laughs> what do you mean? Because of the
1: um, well, tame in the tongue? Well, that I have issues with that as well, but... What it really is through James 3 that we're going to talk about is it talks about when someone is teaching God's Word and they want to be a teacher, that they are held to a higher standard. And guess what I love to do? Teaching. Yes. And tomorrow is our first workshop session, and I'm very, very excited. It's the first day that we're going to do this new workshop, and we've been writing the framework, and I've been very excited about it. But as I'm reading James 3, and I'm hearing James say, why do you want to be a teacher? Don't you know that there is a higher standard that you can be held accountable for what you teach? And there's just been this, well, I've never thought about it that way. Thank you, James. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm not jealous. I'm not mm-hmm. envious of that. And you know, I say this all the time. You heard me say this. No one speaks for God. God speaks for himself. But we do need to allow God to speak through us. We do need to study. We do need to to really get our minds on biblical principles and in his word. But we have to trust the Holy Spirit to do it in and through us.
0: Yeah, we don't speak for God, but we can speak about him. And I, yep. you know, that's the we don't want to speak about him. In a wrong manner. That won't go well. <laughs> well, no. Talk about the uh, higher standards That would not be well.
1: And of course, if you're not really speaking about God and you're not teaching about God, whatever you're teaching will only go so far. It may be some good stuff, but it's not going to change lives. Only God changes lives. And a lot of the things that people do teach really are biblically based. They just They just may not know it. But first, before we talk about that, because I've already dealt with that. Thanks, uh, Kara, for bringing that up. But <laughs> I do want to say this, that the beginning of James 3, he talks about the tongue. You know, it's, it's the importance of the little things that James is talking about. And, you know, your dad always says it's the little things. If you're not faithful in the little things, then how is God going to entrust you with the big things? But what James is saying is this be very careful. It may seem like a small thing about what you say and the words that you say, but what you say will direct what you do, how you feel, everything, the power of words. You know, I was thinking when I'm reading this, and he's talking about we all stumble. And I thought, well, now, James, now you're making me feel a little bit better. He says, We all stumble. But if a man or a person can control his tongue, that he would as be almost perfect. Now, obviously, a person is not going to always uh, control his tongue. But what James is saying, when you're trying to live a godly life, you need to watch your tongue. If you're trying to, to live a life that's of significance, watch your tongue and watch what you say, and as I was reading that, Kara, do you remember when we talked about uh, Elijah?
0: Yes, I do.
1: And you know, and he had seen God do all these things, and he heard from, that Jezebel was going to come after him, mm-hmm. and he just heard the words, Jezebel's going to kill you," mm-hmm. and he runs and hides. The power of the word, and so I thought, you know. If Elijah can run into a cave because of some of the harsh, evil things said about him, how often we do that. And I have sat with so many women and I sit, you know, and I talk to to you and all of my family members. And it is a common theme that a lot of things that we have to get out of our heads are things that someone has said to us, not just recently, years, years and years, you know, before. And sometimes we find ourselves looking back over some stupid decisions that we've made only to discover that they were sometimes prompted by lies that we believe that what someone else said. Mm-hmm. And so as I think about this today, I want to just take a few minutes. So everybody's listening, Just, just let's listen to this and let's talk about this just for a minute. What are the things that you say? You know, it is true that we have to be careful about the things that we allow other people to say and how we continue to put it in our heads and think about it and mull over it. And even though we may know it's a lie, when we start to embrace it or we repeat it, now that's what really drives me crazy, is that we might repeat the lies that everybody said to us, even though we know it's lies. Yeah, yeah, why do we do that? Uh, Well, we're stupid. But here's the thing. (laughs) We have to be very careful because not only is it hard to capture our thoughts and and lead them and and push them out, not only is it hard for us to, to take our thoughts and be very careful with them and what goes into our heads, we have to... Be very careful of what we say. And that's what James is talking about. He said, that tongue, he said, Do you don't want you to think about a horse? He said you can put a brittle in his in his mouth. He said, and it will guide him. He said the little the big ship and I thought about the ships in those big cruise lines and I'm wondering why they're not sinking and they're just sitting
0: there. Oh my gosh, I'll never understand that.
1: That no. is
0: the craziest thing. <laughs> it really is.
1: And how that they're guided by this little rudder. I mean, that's amazing. And so James is taking those two metaphors, that analogy, and he's saying, that is what is happening to you. You need to be very careful about your tongue. Now, it connects with the teachers, because the teachers wanting to get up and it wanting to be in this position of being a teacher— And so it connects that in James 3 about being careful what you say. If you want to be a teacher, you need to be very careful that what you teach is a biblical principles. It's it's based on Scripture. It is based on the truth of God's Word. But he's also saying as a believer and as a follower of Jesus, we need to be careful not only what we say to other people, but what we say to ourselves.
0: Yeah, that's what I was thinking, knowing that we— we're going to talk about taming the tongue and James and James three mm-hmm. that I don't, I mean, I'm not saying that I am the best with, you know, being encouraging and uplifting or whatever, but I don't, I wouldn't say like, Oh, I need, you know, taming my tongue is not my vice. You know, I wouldn't, I'm not usually one of harsh words, not perfect, but that's not really, you know, my thing. But when it comes to how I speak about myself to myself, Mm-hmm. now that is a whole other story and not even about myself to, to myself, but even about my circumstances to myself. Like, mm-hmm. and I know that there's no like magic in words of, you know, you speak over something and it happens or not happens, but I do think that there, it's just like that rudder, you know, it's, I don't have any magic words. If I were to say something over myself or a situation, that's not going to, Produce anything, the words in in and of itself. But I do think there is something to the rudder. It's this direction, and a lot of times the people
1: say that. And and I'm glad you brought that point up because, you know, I can say all day long, I'm a gymnast, but I can't ta- I can't do a cartwheel. Let's not be a gymnast. And I can say I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Well, you could if that's what God wants you to do. So. Just like the enemy, just like Satan, what he always does, he always takes truth, and he either gets it out of balance, or he doesn't give it enough power within it. And so I think that, you know, as so many people have thought about words and the power of the words and the tongue, they preach and they teach about, you got to be careful what you say, and I think you do have to be careful what you say, and yet. I do think that the tongue, James says it, he says the tongue is very powerful, and I know that to be a fact. And I know that even in my own mind, if I say things, not only does it direct maybe the direction I'm going, but it has an effect on my emotions. It has an effect on how I see the day. I can get in the car and know that someone has said something to me that I felt was negative, and I can sit there and think, oh, I can't believe she just said that to me. I don't think that was nice. It takes me a while. But I start thinking, well, I don't think that was very nice of what she said. And if I don't take that thought captive and I don't just say, you know what? That's not true about me. And I mull it around and then I call everybody to tell me, tell them what someone has said so that they can say, oh, that's not true. You know, you get that validation from everybody other than God. Mm-hmm. And you start watering in it. Before I know it, I have almost cemented those words into my mind and into my heart. And those are what takes so hard.
0: Right. Well, it's almost like it goes from let's say I don't know, like I'm worthless. It's like you can say, like, oh, I think that they were just saying that I am worthless in this situation. And then that's what like kind of evolves to next thing you know, you're saying over yourself, like, oh, I'm worthless. You know, it's like, I feel like that's how a lot of times it can involve where, like you're saying, like we're thinking like, wait, I think she was just saying that I'm worthless. And the next thing you know, you're saying over yourself, like, oh, I'm worthless. It's like, we're claiming these things we don't even want to claim over ourselves and speaking. And that's where that doesn't make us worthless. Makes but us feel worthless. like the rudder, It right, and it will guide how we, it'll guide mm-hmm. our emotions. It'll guide how we have, face a day, how we face a relationship or, you know, whatever it may be. And, you know, I think, Kara, what you're
1: saying is absolutely true. It, it can't go as far as someone just saying, well, you know, that's not really one of your strong points. And then mm-hmm. you like, well, what is one of my strong points? Well, she didn't mention, maybe I don't have a strong point. Then you go to... I'm worthless. Like, I can't do anything. Mm. And so you start thinking that, and you go spiraling down You know this rabbit trail of poor me, and I'm awful. And God wants you to do these things that you know you can't do. You've got to trust God to do it, but you're not able to do it because you're sitting there thinking you're worthless. Isn't that what Moses did? God said, Moses, I want you to set my people free. I want you to be my spokesperson. And Moses like, are you kidding me? Like, I can't even talk, you know? And so God was just like getting really angry with Moses. But it's like Moses, while he was out in the wilderness for 40 years, probably sat around and thought back, why did I kill those people? Why am I running? i like, I can't do anything. And then all of a sudden, God was like, hey, this man is uh, someone that I'm going to use And Moses was like, "How? what? And so I think that there's just so much to to really think about that we really can't get into in the little time that we have. But I think we should at least sit today a little bit about that and go, you know, these thoughts that keep going into my head, they almost sound like me. I've listened to them so much and I've believed them so often That instead of me really realizing that someone else has either said this to me or the enemy is trying to defeat me, all of a sudden, I think this is what I'm saying about myself. And over time, I do think we do start repeating some of the things that other people say. But, you know, I think that today, as we look at James 3, Kara, that it is important that what James is saying, and he was talking to the people that wanted to be teachers Uh, And I guess for some reason they thought, well, teachers had, you know, more of a prestigious uh, role in the church. And he was saying, you need to step back. And this very thing that you want, this is going to come with a high responsibility. And that God is not going to condemn you as far as salvation, but he is going to judge you based on you speaking The words of God. And I think that the words of other people have an effect on what we say and what we teach. And we have to be very careful about that. Mm -hmm. I think that as we just sit here a little bit in James 3, and today you're listening and you're part of this conversation, I really want you to be very, very careful as you're reading James 3 because there's so much there. He talks about the power of the tongue and how it will cause us to stumble. It will have such an effect on us, not only some of the words that we say to other people, but what we say to ourselves and what we allow to stay in our minds. It will direct your path, and God wants to direct our paths. And sometimes we won't be able to hear God's word because we're Listening to all the words everybody else is saying, and I think, yeah, I a good think, point. Kara, that he was just saying that you know wisdom comes from above, and I think at the very end of James, he talks about being careful about not being um, where there is jealousy and selfish ambition exist, there will be disorder and every kind of strife, and I believe that that all comes together as a package. I believe words, negative words, things that we say to people, things that other people said to us, you know, causes jealousy and strife and disorder. And I think that what James is saying, he's addressing the Jewish Christians. And, you know, James, it's not a book of of a lot of doctrine. It's basically practical living. And so as we're looking at James 3, What he's saying is be very, very careful, not only what you say, but what you allow the words of other people say that goes into your head. And also be very careful what you say that God said. It will determine not only your life, but the people that you're saying that to makes a big difference. It's a big impact. On other people,
0: I keep thinking about Job. I mean, we Mm. see in Job how his friends and his wife spoke about God, and how serious God Mm. took that. I mean, Job questioned God. Job was didn't understand, and you know, lamented, but he didn't, you know, speak against who God was. He just didn't understand, you know, His ways. But his friends, how his friends spoke you know, against who God was and God, and not even against, but he, they spoke wrongly. Like they spoke, they didn't speak the truth about who God was and yes. God did not love that. As a matter of fact, uh, at the very end of it, he
1: says, I, you know what? I'm not even gonna forgive you unless Job tells me to. Now, I'm not gonna teach you on that because that's very confusing because I thought <laughs> God forgives everybody. But I think that... What God is saying is, what you have said about me is not true, and what you've said about Job is not true. You don't know what you're talking about. And so be very careful. You know, the fact that you brought up Job reminds me of how I take very seriously when somebody wants my advice about something. That's why we do write this down, (laughs) the whole reason, is I take very seriously saying things to people because I'm not God. Now, I know that's a shock to you, but I'm not. And I know I'm not God, and it is not a shock to me. But I do want to be careful that what I do say, and I say it to other people, that it makes an impact. We always have people around listening, and what we say makes an impact in somebody's life and it, as much as it makes it our own lives. So we have to be very careful when we give people advice. And it's all because of the power of the word. When you're talking, you're using words, and that's powerful. And it's the tongue. And that's what James is talking about, is that if you want to be teachers, then you better be very careful what you say. If you are going to be with someone as in the church or outside the church, You're going to be an influence in someone else's life. Be very careful what you say. And then also, I think he's saying, if you are going to be the person that God created you to be, then you need to be very careful what you say to yourself. You can almost guarantee that you're going down the wrong trail when you say, I never, I will never, it will never, God will never. God hasn't. This will never happen. You can just rest assured, just if that's starting, that phrase, what you're saying is, I am God, I'm speaking for Him, and this is what's going to happen, what's never going to happen. Pretty dogmatic. And about the time that I am very dogmatic about something, that I think I know what I know, God just changes it around just to remind me. There is a God, you're right thought, but it's not you. I am God, and I will do what is right and best for my children. And I want to use you to express to the people I send around you the truth of who I am. But you don't know what I'm doing in their lives. And our journeys are different. Everybody's journey is different. So since you don't know what I'm going to do in someone else's life, don't be so dogmatic don't speak so much for me and i think that that's where we get off track and i do feel like that as we close care today that we just need to think back about what are some of the thoughts that come through my head that are probably lies what are some of the things that that we're repeating over and over and over again so that We continue to repeat the lies so that we will not be effective for God and we will not bloom and blossom to the person that God created us to be. What are we doing? What are we saying? That we are acting as if we are speaking for God when we don't know what God is doing. God's up to something and we don't know. We can look and we can kind of discern, but we need to be very careful when we start to speak for God, whether it's to ourselves or to other people.
0: Thanks for listening. I'm so glad that you could be a part of our conversation. To continue the conversation, you can find Dot on social media at Dot Bowen or visit her website DotBowen.com subscribe, like, and share with your friends. And we will see you next week on Write This Down with Dot Bowen.